The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand cave rescue operation. What is schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? engagement How long before gift? a wedding should I send out How many save games the dates? Are in the first series Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find the Welcome to the Voices of Search podcast and I Hear Everything production. In this podcast, we'll share the news, knowledge, and strategies you need to navigate the ever-changing world of SEO. Ready to expedite your company's organic growth efforts? Sit back, relax, and get ready for your daily dose of search engine optimization wisdom. Here's today's host of the Voices of Search podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the Voices of Search podcast. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about technical SEO and the strategy behind it. Joining us is Jeff Atkinson, who is the founder and CEO of Huckabye, which is a SaaS company that is changing how organizations grow their organic search channel through a technology-focused SEO approach to empower companies to achieve measurable growth through greater search and visibility and website traffic. And in addition to providing us with our guest today, Huckabye is also a sponsor of the Voices of Search podcast. Yesterday, Jeff and I talked about why eight HTTP 103 is the new black. And today we're going to continue our conversation talking about how SEO impacts your brand. All right, here's the second part of my conversation with Jeff Atkinson, the founder and CEO of Huckabye. Jeff, welcome back to the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks, my friend. Ben, it's always good to be here. And it looks like we are uh, Team Hoodie today. So that's, you know, it's very 2023. It's the winter, it's cold, everybody's got to stay warm. It's one of those things that you just, you need a little comfort. And, uh, you know, I'm going to make a parallel to SEO here. We all need a little comfort in our SEO tracking. We're always so focused on the click. We're always so focused on traffic, on impressions, the things we can measure. And like a good hoodie, sometimes we need a little security and a little warmth knowing that we're making an impact outside of just our click attribution. How's that for a transition to be talking about SEO? Very impressive. That's you're what five years you're of podcast accomplished podcaster, yeah, for a reason. So look, so Jeff, you and I talk a lot about technical SEO. Yesterday, we talked about HTTP 103 protocols for what loads on your page or core web vitals and all of this, for lack of a better term, nerdy shit. I want to talk a little high level today, a little bit about SEO and about brand. You've had some war stories and so have I. Talk to me a little bit about why SEO is actually a brand channel. How does SEO impact your brand? Well, what I love about this topic is that you know a lot about it as well. So I'm very interested to get your thoughts. People don't think about search when it comes to building a brand. They think about design, TV commercials, print, all those sort of touchy-feely things. Podcasts. Podcasts, yes. Those are what marketers think of when building a brand. But what I'd like to point out, and from my experience, nothing builds a brand better than number one organic search rankings. There is this inherent trust when you see a number one organic search ranking. And I can talk about my experience at Overstock 
as their SVP of marketing. And I'm sure you could talk about your experience at eBay on how much a search ranking or a paid search ranking can impact the brand. Overstock went from when I got there, a electronics, books and media, jewelry and watches company to when I left, a home and garden company. And if you think of Overstock today, you think sheets and bedding and furniture, patio furniture, you think home and garden. That change of... I don't know if your listeners remember, but I used to think of Overstock as like, I could get a cheap DVD player back when I was in college. My first Overstock... What's a DVD? Sorry. My first Overstock purchase was a cheap DVD player for like 50 bucks for my college dorm room. And now it's known for like very high quality furniture at a relatively good price. That all happened because of search. We identified a low competition, but high volume category, which was home and garden. And I'm going to date myself here by telling you about how at the time, all your furniture stores weren't online. They This is like 2005, 2007, your Crate and Barrel, your Pottery Barn, your Bed Bath & Beyond, all the home and garden companies were just brick and mortars. They weren't selling online, but people were starting to search a lot for this stuff online. So we figured out if we build a supply chain that can fulfill this demand and sell furniture and sell bedding and all these things online, we're going to have... And the, by the way, the margins were insane. They were charging insane margins and just charged normal margins, 25 30%. We could just clean up. And that's how Overstock became a home and garden company was we found the search terms and the search volume and the keyword research to show us that there was this huge opportunity. We built out the supply chain. And now that's their business. And you could argue that's what created Wayfair as a business was the overstock example of we can do online fulfillment of big items and home and garden items and capitalize on it. Now everybody's kind of catching up. But that's a huge shift. And it changed a brand. And it built a brand. And then we both have stories about eBay. But that's kind of how it all got started was... If you see a number one search ranking, and we all probably can search for home and garden items and see overstock over and over again, that's going to have an impact on how people perceive you. And when you see a number one search ranking, your instincts are to trust that ranking. Like Google's done the research. They have looked at the backlinks, for example, and they know who's the predominant source on any given topic, whether it's news or shopping or whatever. And so that impact to a brand versus any sort of paid thing that you're trying to push down people's throats, like a TV commercial or whatever, is going to have just a tremendous impact on how users in the United States and beyond view your brand. I think that there's a brand messaging component that's worth talking about here. Where you think of brand marketing, you think of a slogan, a jingle, a commercial, right? You want to be known for something. I think Apple, think different. Nike is about health and fitness. Just do it. What are the things that you think you can establish using search to have people associate with your brand? Yeah, there's two things. On the SEO front, it's definitely a big part of its trust. Users trust a brand that ranks number one. 
And in fact, we've found that users don't trust a brand that if they search for their product category and can't find them, they're like, who are these guys? Like they just can't be trusted. The second part is as just is scale. So impressions, if you've ever been a CMO or in charge of a marketing department and you're built, you actually consciously are trying to build a brand, impressions are everything. It's like Chinese water torture. How many times do you see it? If you see it over and over, over, over again, there's a reason, right? Coca-Cola and these big brands spend so much. It's like, do you want front of consciousness for your brand? So impressions are super important. And search happens to be some of the cheapest ways, specifically SEO, but in the eBay example, paid search to get hundreds of millions of impressions of people looking at your name and looking at your products. And brand marketers don't think of search in this realm. But in my experience, and I think yours too, it moves the needle a lot. Now, you mentioned uh, eBay as an example, and I think that you mentioned the paid search strategy. I think that there's two things for us to discuss. There's the organic search strategy, and I think that eBay, Wayfair, Overcast, Amazon, thinking about the impact SEO has on the brand is a big one, right? Uh, Those are stores that show up for virtually everything. And so the message to me as the end consumer is, well, I'm I'm looking for this type of product. And every time I search for anything in this product class, technology, I'm going to get an Amazon link. I'm going to get an eBay link. Every time I look for furniture, Wayfair and Overstock show up. It's not surprising that those are credible brands that a lot of people would associate as their first choice in where they're going to default to search for a different class of products. So the impression level from organic search not only shows that you have credibility because Google is ranking you, but also you have scale. So you are the leader for a category. Now, you mentioned the eBay example for paid search. What did you mean by that? Yeah, eBay has this fascinating story that I got turned on to, man, over 10 years ago on how they built their brand. And essentially, the story goes, eBay realized that their sort of brand story was that we have everything. We can almost fulfill any DD you want, any anything you want, we can actually probably fulfill. I worked at eBay for seven years. And I'll just say my favorite ad campaign of all time was whatever it is, you can get it on eBay. And the, the display creative that eBay used, I actually think it was in a TV commercial, was a pink fuzzy letter I and T, the spelling it. And it was like, mm-hmm. everybody, look, it's it. And it is on eBay. One of my favorite commercials of all time. But the, the reason for that was the search distribution. Every product was there and every product showed up on organic search. Sorry, Jeff, go on with your story. No, it's a perfect example of a branding campaign that went into search extremely successfully. So their theory was, and Google wasn't even set up for this at the time. But essentially, it was if we build like the world's biggest keyword list, and we bid on all of those keywords, even keywords that aren't relevant necessarily to our products, you're always going to see that little eBay ad at the top of almost every search result. So we're going to... And Google wasn't ready to handle this. You know, even at those days, to have a million keywords that you were working with Google with, you know, on was a lot. They were like, we want to do like 
100 million and then we want to do 500 million. And we're going to come up with these keywords by looking at all the search terms on Google and looking at all the internal search terms on eBay and anything that is on those lists, we're just going to bid for. And at the time, I think the minimum bid on Google was like three to five cents. So even if someone clicked on it, it really wasn't expensive. And most of the times they probably weren't going to click on it because they're the only ad. People didn't really trust the ads and they were going to go into the organics anyways. So I heard that eBay built this out with Google where they literally went, you know, everybody else has like a hundred thousand keywords and they have like a hundred million at first and then 200 million and then all the way up to like 500 million keywords that they're bidding on. And they're all pretty much minimum bids other than their head terms that they really care about. But what it was costing them about $50,000 a month, which for them was a drop in the bucket. But they were getting hundreds upon hundreds of millions of impressions of just that little eBay ad at the top of every search that a lot of users were making, no matter what it was. And it just reinforced just what you said. We have, you know, if you're looking for it, we have it on eBay. And they got away with like the cheapest branding campaign at that level in terms of impressions that's ever happened, in my opinion. Obviously, organic is a is a different beast and you have to do... But this was such a... You know, in those days, this was such a cheat code to build a brand. And they did it through search and they did it through paid search. And it's just extremely effective. I mean, it was a from what I've heard from internal at eBay, it was what really like drove a ton of their growth was the fact that now every time someone searched for something on Google, eBay basically got like a free advertisement at the top. I was there. I saw it happen. Uh, the I know the search team size exploded. All right. The internal <laughs> like headcount was, you know, it was like, oh, we got an affiliate team. There's some display media and then the search team. And all of a sudden the search team took over the entire floor. It was gigantic. Yeah. And rightfully so. It wasn't just about driving the clicks. It was using search data to get extra impressions, not only in organic search, but in paid search. So what's the takeaway here for brands that are not eBay? For companies that don't have everything on their website, how are you supposed to use search as a brand channel? Well, I think it starts with measurement. And the way that we measure at Huckabay our brand awareness and the way that Overstock measured their brand awareness is how many people a month are actually searching for your brand. Searching for your brand plus just typing in your URL and coming direct. That gives you a pretty good indication. We even used it to measure TV ads, all sorts of stuff. It's important to be able to measure how well is your brand growing. And it's one of the most, in terms of like correlation to success and how well is a company doing, how many people are searching a month for that brand name is a really good indication on is that company growing or are they shrinking? So that's to start. Then you have to think about well, where are you going to pick up the eyeballs? Where are you going to get all those impressions? And there's different places. For example, for Huckabay, one of the biggest things that built our brand was display ads because people don't click on display ads, but they're really good for impressions and they're undervalued because 
if you measure them as a normal like paid channel, like paid search, you're just not going to get the ROI because people aren't clicking on them. But if you measure them in terms of the impressions that you get and how many people then search for your brand and come directly as a result, they're really effective. Thinking about search that same way. So for example, like if you were to buy TV, your spend on that TV is going to be crazy versus like your investments in SEO or paid search. You're looking at different metrics than direct sales that are happening right now. So I think the big shift is to think about, think about how many people a month are searching for your brand. That's the measure of how big your brand is. Now, how can I impact that the most? And figuring out search strategies along with other things, PR, all the other things that, you know, having something go viral and social, like those things all impact this. But I think in the overstock and the eBay example, like search was the thing that moved the needle the most. It's about how marketers think about search as this very transactional channel. And yet I've witnessed multiple companies, even like software companies that their brands change because of their search team. It's not the creatives and the design and their TV spots. Like in today's world, brands change if they do really well in search because that's where people's eyes are. There's multiple ways to skin a cat. You can be heavy on performance marketing. You could spend all your money on Facebook and Google and you can buy your way into conversions. And maybe some people will start to recognize your brand and share it. You could start a podcast. You can do billboards. You can run television ads. You can focus on organic search. The secret sauce here in all of these channels when you think about brands is getting impressions. It is getting in front of the people that are looking or, or going to look for your products and services. And so as you're starting to think about the real value of your organic search efforts, stop and take a look at the just volume of impressions that your brand is getting. Is it heading in the right, is it heading in the right direction? Is it growing? Is it comparing to the number of impressions that you're buying in your TV advertising with your OTT? Are you getting more search impressions than you would be with, I don't know, your PR campaign. Maybe it's time to start thinking as SEO is not just a performance marketing channel, but as a brand channel as well. And that wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks for listening to my conversation with Jeff Atkinson, the founder and CEO of Huckabye. If you'd like to get in touch with Jeff, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His handle is Jeff Atkinson. That's G-E-O-F-F-A-T-K-I-N-S-O-N. Or you can visit his company's website, which is huckabye.com. H-U-C-K-A-B-U-Y.com. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to VoicesOfSearch.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also send us your topic suggestions or your SEO questions, and you can even apply to be a guest speaker on the Voices of Search podcast. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is Voices of Search on Twitter, and my personal handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed in the next business day. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, remember, the answers are always in the data. Music.